0: Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Gracious Father in heaven, we've opened your word on several occasions already this evening. And we remember together as the people of God that your word is truth. that is powerful. Your word is the means by which you save sinners and draw us to yourself. And so we pray, Father, that you would use your word for just such ends. That we would be presented to you on that great day when Christ returns. Mature in Jesus Christ. Spotless as a bride adorned and prepared for her husband. We look forward to that great day, and until that day comes, we pray for the filling of your Holy Spirit, for love and good works. We ask, Heavenly Father, that our meditations now would be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our Rock and our Redeemer, through Christ our Lord. Amen. We've opened Scripture and Discussed a little bit some of the cornerstone doctrines of the Reformation. We have one more that we're going to be looking at. Tonight I want to anchor some very brief reflections on that doctrine of sola scriptura, according to Scripture alone. That doctrine does not teach us to read the Bible only. We have the great creeds and confessions of the faith. We have extremely helpful writings From our fathers and mothers in previous generations, we have discussions with one another. It doesn't teach us, also, it doesn't teach us, this doctrine doesn't teach us, that it should be you and your Bible alone. Many cults have been started in just such a way. So we do not read the Bible nakedly, as it were, but rather we found our life and faith and our church practices on this Final bedrock authority, scripture alone. We are in need of a reformation in our land. It really is not enough to point out that Christianity is becoming less and less respected in our culture. Anybody can point that out. I think the stats probably speak for themselves. It's not enough just to point that out. We need actually to return to our roots. And our roots as Christians are in the Word of God. We need to place ourselves squarely on the authority of Scripture as our cornerstone. The church did not choose or create the Scriptures. Scripture made us. The church exists because God spoke through His Son. By His powerful Holy Spirit, He has made us into a people. He has called us to be brothers and sisters, one with another, The body of Christ members one with another, with Christ as our head. And this has come about because of the Word of God. We didn't create the scriptures. The Word made us. And so therefore, there is no other foundation on which we can rest on than the Word of God. It is our authority. On October 31st, 1517, in the city of Wittenberg in modern-day Germany... Martin Luther, who was an Augustinian monk, a very devout monk in a Roman Catholic uh, monastic order, completed a series of one to two sentence propositions. And these propositions were called theses. And there were 95 of them that he ended up writing. Now, this seems like, from our perspective, like this big grand gesture. It really was not in Martin Luther's mind. This was the common practice of the day. Among those, like Martin Luther, who was teaching at the university there in Wittenberg, it was common to have as an academic, as a professor, different things that you wanted to debate about. And you wanted to write down, in order to do so, you would write down your thesis, and you would somehow publish it. One way that these would be published would, would be by nailing them, posting them to the church door. And however those 95 theses got to the the church door, because legend has probably taken over the true story of how they got there. Some say it was actually nailed, not nailed. Uh, We don't really know how they got there. Martin Luther certainly did not seem to intend to spark a great reformation. He certainly didn't seem to intend to change the world. He simply had some complaints about corruption in the church about doctrinal errors that he saw in the church of his day. And so these 95 theses he wrote down, each expressing some kind of complaint against the teaching of the Roman church in his day. And over the coming years, Luther would come to speak a lot more forcefully, a lot more forcefully, perhaps too forcefully at times. And he would come eventually to also denounce the Pope altogether and to uphold... The word of God alone as the final authority for life and faith. Not the only authority, you see, but the only authority when it comes to the infallible authority of God's word. There is no other infallible authority for life and faith except scripture. And this conviction sparked a reformation which is the most significant recovery of the clarity of the gospel message and of Christian worship in the history of the church. And it happened because of a return to Scripture alone as the only infallible rule of faith. It norms everything else. It's the standard, the measure by which everything else must be measured. And the moment that we bring something to measure Scripture against, then we've allowed that thing to become the only infallible rule. It might be our preference, might be some kind of a tradition, but it is no longer scripture. We need a reformation. We need a return to the word of God. We need a return to this firm conviction that scripture is sufficient. Scripture is enough. It is enough. It is enough for the the true teaching concerning Jesus Christ. It is enough to save sinners. It is enough to instruct us in what worship is pleasing to God and useful to the Christian conscience. Scripture is sufficient. It is enough. We need to be reminded that memorable religious experiences and private revelations of the Holy Spirit, these things are not the power of God unto salvation. The gospel is the power of God unto salvation. As Paul says in Romans
1: 1:16. The gospel
0: is the power of God unto salvation for everyone who believes, and this gospel is contained in the scriptures. We need to be reminded that mere humans do not decide what is pleasing to God. The law tells us what is pleasing to God. And the law of God is contained in the scriptures. We need to be reminded that the Spirit works through the Word. He is pleased to make the Word of God a powerful, life-giving, Spirit-filling Word to those who believe it and embrace it by faith. If we want to be filled with the Holy Spirit and truly spiritual people, we need the Word. And we need a reformation that takes us back to the authority of the Word. That is what Spirit-filled living looks like in every generation of the church. We need to be reminded that faith comes by hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. It's about the word. How are people given the gift of faith so that they can believe and be saved? Not by techniques. It is by hearing the word of Christ. It is that word which the Holy Spirit is pleased to take and powerfully kindle faith In the hearts of those who previously did not have it. Faith is a gift. How does it come to us? By the spirit and through the word of Christ. We need to be reminded that worship pleases God and keeps our consciences free from tyranny when it is done according to scripture alone. Not according to our own ideas or to the latest trends. That is tyranny to the conscience, brothers and sisters. And we will not tyrannize one another by making up our own worship practices. God's word is sufficient to teach us how to worship God so that he receives the glory and we are built up in our most holy faith. It is the word that we need in order to understand the glories of Christ and his grace, which is to be received by faith alone and to the glory of God alone. If we cannot make this doctrine of sola scriptura a bedrock for us, then we might as well get rid of the rest of the solas. Because it is scripture which teaches us that grace is truly free, that faith is a gift, that Christ is the mediator between God and man, and that we are to live a life glorifying God. We need a reformation that returns us to holy scripture. As Martin Luther was reflecting near the end of his life on all the work that had been done, In the Reformation, he famously said, and maybe you've heard, he said, I simply taught, preached, wrote God's word. Otherwise, I did nothing. And while I slept or drank Wittenberg beer with my friends Philip and Amsdorf, the word so greatly weakened the papacy that no prince or emperor ever inflicted such losses upon it. I did nothing. The word did everything. Brothers and sisters, may it be that the word does it among us in this congregation and in faithful congregations everywhere. And that we in particular might be able to offer to our community with all humility and with all confidence in the Lord, a church that is firmly founded on scripture alone as our guide in worship, our freedom in conscience, and our source of spiritual life. To God alone be the glory. Amen. 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 Let's pray. Heavenly Father, as we have opened your word, and as we continue to open it tonight and sing it back to you, we pray that your spirit would inscribe it upon our hearts. Make it a lively word that we would believe it, obey it, put it into practice, and bear witness to its life-giving power. These things we ask in the name of Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen.